Walkden Entertainment. I'm your host, Peter Walkden, and today we're going to talk about a horror film. Another horror film. They're coming at me left, right, and center at the moment. We're going to talk about a horror movie called The Vigil, which is actually a 2019 film, but it's actually getting an Australian theatrical release in cinemas on the 23rd of July, 2020. And I was invited by Rialto Distributions uh, to a preview screening of this particular film, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you today. Firstly, the funny thing about this film when I first heard about it is, well, just simply that. I didn't know anything about this particular film. I haven't seen any sort of advertising or any sort of build-up or hype for this particular film until I had the invitation to review it. And looking into the details prior to the screening, uh, firstly, I found out that this has actually been written and directed uh, by a man by the name of Keith Thomas. Now, this is actually Keith's first directional debut, so this is actually a big deal. And I don't know about you but I get really excited when I'm about to watch a film that's a directional debut because you know I I sort of find that cinemas are sort of repeating themselves they're looking for sequels and reboots kind of repeating history so when I see that there's a directional debut in a film I love it because I I sort of get my hopes up and prayers up thinking that I'm going to watch something that's a little bit more fresh and creative and something a little bit different than seeing the same type of film over and over again but when this film was basically starting to get its release um, it was actually picked up by Bloomhouse Productions. And if you don't know who Bloomhouse Production is, Bloomhouse Productions is usually the guy that invests in a number of horror films. Uh, some of these films are actually the remake of Halloween. Uh, he's also done, obviously, Paranormal Activity, the Insidious franchise. And he's also done a few other recent films like Fantasy Island, which I wasn't really a big fan of. But he has had a few good hits. Get Out is one that I've always enjoyed that he actually did produce with. And so I was naturally quite curious because if Bloomhouse has picked this film up then there's got to be something good in his eyes for basically supporting and backing up this particular film plus it's now getting a theatrical release so before i get into the plot of this film i am going to play the trailer now a word of warning with this particular trailer firstly if you're driving please drive safe during this trailer it's a horror movie so naturally there could be some loud noises if you're cruising around uh the other thing too is i have to give a word of warning this film is not entirely in english There is some English, but we've got a number of Jewish characters within the film and the film's actually using subtitles. So within this particular trailer, it's not all going to be in English, but I wanted to basically let you listen to the trailer for the type of suspense, for the type of music, and I guess to to try and give you a better picture of this type of film that I'm going to speak about. So let's have a listen to the trailer and I'll come back straight after. This is Litvak. This is Litvak.
want some tea. Well, I did warn you that the trailer was quite heavy, but like I said, I just wanted to give people a little bit of an understanding or an idea as to what this film is basically like as far as its atmosphere is generally concerned. But let's get into this plot. As always, if you're new to this particular podcast, I like to give a bit of a spiel as to what I'm going to be doing with this particular film. Firstly, I will proudly announce that there is no spoilers in this particular podcast. I'm just not a fan of it, So, but I will get into the basic gist of the plot. If you don't even want to know that, now is the right time to turn off this podcast and listen to something else like London Grammar, because London Grammar is awesome. But the vigil follows a man by the name of Yaakov, played by Dave Davis. He's actually a Jewish man who's basically struggling in life. You know, we find out quite early in the film that he's currently unemployed. You know, he's struggling to pay rent. And he even admits and confesses that he's actually struggling to choose between paying for, say, medication or even purchasing meals. But it's not long until Yaakov is approached by a man who requires an overnight shomer. Now, If you don't know what a shomer is, it's basically a Jewish practice where somebody will actually watch over a dead body or someone who's recently been deceased. And what the Jewish culture is, is that they would get a shomer to basically sit with the deceased and they would basically read from the book of Psalms for a lengthy duration, basically until the body is cremated or buried, etc. You know, this was actually a profession that some people would have, but normally within Jewish cultures, this would be done by a family member. But if the person that died did not have any family whatsoever, they would then pay for a shoma to basically come into the home and sit with the deceased for about four to five hours and read from the book of Psalms. And the reason why they do this is because they believe that by reading the book of Psalms and keeping an eye out is basically they were maintaining the soul of the person that just deceased and they were basically protecting the soul and this particular ritual is called the vigil. So this man, Yakov, is offered a large sum of money and basically he's offered money in cash. Now, because he's currently in a position where he needs the cash, he basically accepts the offer. And the film is really, really clever at explaining what's going on because I personally was not quite familiar with this ritual or this particular process, if you will. I mean, I'm not Jewish. I have no idea. So I sort of did a bit of research, but the film was really good at explaining what's going on. And you've basically got the main character being informed what's required of the duty and the film basically states really clearly that he will start at 11 45 and he needs to watch over this dead body in a house basically till five o'clock in the morning he's not alone in this house the person that's deceased has a wife but this particular wife is quite old and suffering with dementia so the wife of the deceased is a character that's basically not going to bother Yakov during his particular ritual, if you will. So Yakov sort of thinks to himself, well, you know, I know the culture, I know the practice, I've done this before, you know, easy money, watching over a deceased member, yeah, I'll do it, I'll take the job. So as he begins, you know, basically doing this ritual and looking over this deceased member, you know, Yakov begins to discover that there is a haunting presence or something quite not right with this house, and that is all 
I'm going to explain in regards to the plot. So it's quite a unique start to this particular film, but there's great character development, there's great, you know, plot outline, great explanation as far as what's going on, and all of this actually doesn't take long to happen. It's probably about maybe the 5 to 15 minute mark, and the film is well and truly underway, and the suspense and the horror, you know, basically kicks in. Now... As a horror film, this is most certainly what I would call a slow-burning horror film. If you're seeking a horror film that's got lots of interaction, lots of jump scares left, right and centre, this is not really that type of film. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely some things that'll make you cringe and jump, etc. But it's not over the top. It's not going to be crammed with a number of things. This is a very slow-burning horror film with lots of good tension that's built up. And I'm generally all down for slow-burning horror films as long as the ending has a solid payoff I'm all down for it and because the film is actually set at night time you know the whole look of this film is actually quite dark and quite gritty I mean that's a perfect ingredient when it comes to a horror film but what's even better and this is probably more of a personal thing than anything else the sound design of this film you know I really got to give some full credit to the works and wonders that they've managed to achieve with this film the audio track is incredibly eerie and uncomfortable uh, you know basically I was able to sort of sink into my seat while watching this film because the music has a really important part to play when it's building up this tension in this slow burn horror and I'm going to give a confession right here I actually had to look away from the screen at least twice now that's not like me when it comes to a horror film but there's just so much tension and build up that it actually made me quite squeamish to the point that I had to look away from the screen but like I said that's not me generally but that's just what sort of power the audio track has within this film and it's tremendous and I'm not just talking about like musical scores I'm talking about the creepy sound effects that you will hear within your surround sound as well and full credit going out to the lead actor of this film you know Dave Davis who I'm not too familiar with you know played this part really well I mean it wouldn't be an easy character to play I mean this character not only is, is basically in a house watching over a corpse and dealing with a number of unusual activities around him but he's also got a broken past and we know more about that as the film progresses but there's so many things going on I think he really handled that role quite nicely in the film. So coming into a bit of a summary or a bit of a close with this particular film, look, I was really impressed by this directional debut. You know, this is a solid horror film the plot and concept is quite refreshing. I mean, it's something that I personally have never seen on the big screen before. You know, I feel the plot is quite different and quite welcoming. It's a topic that we haven't seen before. And there's definitely a haunting plot with an absolutely incredible soundtrack that really blew me away. The only major thing I thought was a bit disappointing was probably closer towards the third act. It just doesn't feel as consistent as the entire film that was building up to it. It's still very satisfying. I think what most people will think when they see this film is a bigger, louder ending. And then when the film basically sort of wraps up, it's still satisfying, but it's probably not as big as what people are going to generally expect. But I was still impressed what they were able to do and how they could tie it in. Um, if the film makes enough money at the cinema, you know, like some of the other Bloomhouse films, we could, in fact, see more sequels and trilogies or whatever else could be developed. It's a great concept. And it wouldn't surprise me if we saw something from this 
generally grow from it. As a slow-burning horror film, I'm overall impressed with this film. I'm going to give it 7.3 out of 10, and as mentioned, it's going to be available in Australian cinemas from 23rd of July. And if you do get a chance to see this film, please get in contact with me. I really would love to hear your thoughts and your opinion about this film. You know, it's definitely still brewing on my particular mind, but it's a type of film that I really feel has a great range of audience members out there that are going to love it. And as a directional debut, it's a great film to go to the movies and definitely support. Today you've been listening to Peter Walkton and you've entered The Walkton Zone, brought to you by Walkton Entertainment. And if you are listening to this podcast, I'd like to personally say thank you for listening. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving, please drive safely. We'd like to keep you around as long as possible. This podcast has been brought to you by Walkden Entertainment, which is now available with its very own website at www.walkdenentertainment.com. Walkden Entertainment's also available on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. To be kept up to date with further podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. And until then, see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>